Hi, Anne. If you can introduce yourself and uh, what you do. Of course. My name is Anne Larsen, and I'm working with Grundfos Holding, which is an, uh, a production company in Denmark, in Bjergbro. It's a family-run uh, business with about mm -hmm. 20,000 employees globally. Uh, I'm working within our um, information solutions department uh, with super user community management and also with user adoption. So those are my two primary um, functions within my, my, uh, my department. All right. Now, Anne, tell us how thinking about culture affects um, your community work. Um, being a global uh, company, it is mm -hmm. really important to take culture into consideration from my point of view, because, you know, my culture, Nordic Scandinavian culture is right. so much different from from your culture, from Kenya, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. from European culture in general. Um, we I'm amazed at how different um, working cultures are just within the European Union. And then we have uh, companies that are located in, in a lot of Asian countries mm -hmm. and also in, in North and South America. So if I do not take culture into consideration when I'm talking about community management, right. then I will end up, and I have experienced misunderstandings um, where I thought that everything was good, we had, had agreed on something, and apparently that was not an agreement. Um, so <laughs> the difference in cultures um, is, especially in a global company, you mm -hmm. need to take that into consideration. And that's one part of it. And culture is not just the the uh, the country's culture, but it's also the culture on how you are the working culture. Mm -hmm. So is it top-down structure or a flat culture? Mm -hmm. I come from a very flat-run company, organization, but I can see just going south of Denmark uh, in Germany, They what I experience uh, with my colleagues there is that they have a much more top-down culture, internally mm -hmm. working culture. So I need to take that into consideration whenever we need to get new members, uh, new super users, how do mm -hmm. we approach them? So for me, culture is a vital part of, of community management um, and community work because we are a global company. Right, right. It's very interesting uh, to think about the differences in culture and how cultural language um, affects our work, right? Yes. Now, um, I would like to know what jumped out at you in the culture data from this year's uh, SOCM. Definitely uh, <laughs> 20, <laughs> 21. Um, when I'm looking at the data, you can see, you know, we are comparing 2020 with mm -hmm. 21 and 22 mm -hmm. but when I'm looking at 21 which is basically for me and the way that I read it is uh, a, a view uh, an image of what happened during 2020 right. um, you know we were hit full force with the pandemic mm -hmm. um, and from from the things that I've seen in uh, right now is that definitely that community um, is empowered Right. In, in general, that that it is suddenly everyone was sitting at home mm -hmm. uh, going from, of course, not our production sites, but 
our office sites, our sales companies, um, we were forced to stay at home. How can mm-hmm. we do business? How can we reach out? So suddenly we had to find the tools uh, or not find them, but use the tools that we had, the digital uh, tools that we had. And I can definitely see that uh, when I'm looking at the the different uh, uh, aspects of culture, because before it was more face-to-face meetings. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about working culture. You know, our salespeople, they went out to our different customers. Uh, it was face-to-face meetings. So you had that relationship. And now suddenly you needed to have a digital relationship Um and from, from my experience, what I suddenly saw was that people were much more considerate mm-hmm. uh, from before, whenever I, I chose to, to uh, invite someone in for a, a digital meeting, an online meeting, it was like, oh, can't we just meet up, you know, face to face? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because we want to have that, you know, the, the physical relation um where where you also you know it's the way of of reading each other uh you know the body language uh, everything um so here we suddenly needed to to use our digital uh, tools mm-hmm. and what i see is that i was actually reaching many more people than yes. i did before because we were all forced to use the digital world mm-hmm. um so and this is what I can see that that people are getting more effective. They are getting more, uh, you know, they're using online networks and communities much more. Um, and this is what I see with the numbers that it's really during 2021, which right. relates back to 2020. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's basically, you know, COVID hit, we were all sent home. And then suddenly we had to you couldn't say, oh, can't we just meet face to face? Can't you just travel here? Uh, right. Being from, from a, a global company, we had so much travel because people really loved that we had that, that physical interaction. Right. Um, but what I find is that I actually reach many more people online because we were all forced to do it. Of mm-hmm. course, in the beginning, I would say um, no camera on. No, (laughs) because you were suddenly sitting at home, you had to think about where you were sitting. Mm -hmm. But gradually, it became the new norm, reaching out to many more people. And also, cultural wise, we got to know each other much better. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was talking to colleagues from China, from from, uh, um, Manila, from Australia, uh, South, uh, South Africa, Mm-hmm. I suddenly were in their living room, you know, or in <laughs> right. their. <laughs> right. I was actually at their home, and and a lot of our talk to begin with was about, you know, did you have any? Do you have any animals? Or the kids were running around, mm-hmm. so it became much more laid back and much more personal. Right. And I think that whole culture moving from, especially for, I would say for Nordic countries where mm-hmm. where you tend you have your work and you have your private life right so it it got much more complete not that that you change your work-life balance because of course you need to have that Mm -hmm. um but the the race or 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 increase in the numbers for for 21 Mm -hmm. again 20 um 
it actually visualizes what I was experiencing. Mm. Um, so, so I would say that, you know, increased engagement, uh, large and uh, personal networks, because right. you also suddenly, got, you know, you had your your company uh, official uh, communities where you were talking about uh, products, about services, mm-hmm. uh, about supporting. Uh, but then you also got the personal aspect because we needed that interaction. So we started seeing networks uh, or communities, digital communities right. popping up. And this is also what I can see from from, from the the uh, from all the data that right. you know more larger personal networks for employees. You saw, you know, there was a huge uh, number of that. Um, so so. It basically, for me, it provided a very valid image of what I was experiencing. That's a really good point, you know, um, coming to really think about that. It's important to to think about what, you know, what, how COVID affected, you know, culture and also affected us as, you know, uh, community uh, managers and and basically uh, even the employees, right? And how all that comes together. And I, I love that whole idea of how, you could see the differences within that that data when you when you're comparing um, the, the yeah. different years, right? So I'm curious, what advice then would you give a community professional um, starting to dig sort of into culture at their organization? Now that we've talked about you know the differences in in how you know your company, you know the differences in culture. What would what would be your advice to them? Definitely, if, if you are a global company mm-hmm. and if you are in a position where you are working cross countries, right. definitely take the time to and, and reach out and listen to your colleagues. If you are in doubt about a specific culture, in in uh, if, if you don't understand, why do I never get any reply from, from this mm-hmm. area? I right. had that experience with South America, uh-huh. with our companies there, and I couldn't understand why I never got a reply. So so I actually reached out to one of, of our community managers mm-hmm. from that area, and he said, well, actually, I think one of the reasons is the language barrier. Uh-huh. And okay. it never occurred to me that that South American countries that they do not speak as much English as we do in Europe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's much more Spanish and, right. and Portuguese, of course, and then the local languages. So, so reach out and listen to your colleagues to understand mm-hmm. and appreciate the cultural differences. Right, and right. work within that framework so you don't push someone where you know cultural wise they would be very reluctant to stand up and and speak out loud more right. or less it's right. not that they're not listening it's not that they're not doing what you expect of them mm-hmm. it is just a matter of culture so if you don't ex- if, if you don't um, appreciate that and mm-hmm. respect that right you will uh, meet a barrier uh within within your organization from from those areas in some cases it's very subtle Mm -hmm. um that you're meeting these barriers but they are definitely there Uh, even you know even though i didn't think about that uh, during the years i've been working with community management but it's getting more and more clear for me that i actually see that um and don't be afraid to ask 
it's also because of the person that I am that I'm not afraid to ask, but always ask with respect. Right, right. So, that... so you don't, you know, end up offending someone uh, mm-hmm. because you don't want to do that, but always uh, do it with respect. And in my experience, I've had people are so grateful that mm-hmm. that I'm reaching out and, and say, oh, it's because of this and this. And then they open up in a on a one-on-one basis. And right. then you can start acting from that thing. Okay, now I know maybe I I did this mm-hmm. with, with community members from, from this area of the world. Maybe I should try and tweak it a little bit so I accommodate their uh culture and and uh, both you know personal but also work culture uh and then i think you will definitely maximize your output and and your feedback from from those areas i really like that and because it's true you know every culture is very different i like the idea that you know you take it and you tweak it for a different culture in a different part of the world so i'm wondering how have you used the state of community management research in your community work Primarily, I have, uh, especially for the past five years where Mm -hmm. I've been working, uh, not full time, but, you know, half of my working day is for uh, working with community management, is that to see that I'm on the right track, that what we are doing is actually uh, visualized in the data, as I also said before, that I can see, okay, what I've experienced is actually also not just us uh, in our company, you know, we are a, f- a fairly small company when, when you are comparing uh, to, to especially large American uh, companies. Um, but we are actually facing the same challenges. We are facing the same uh, uh, questions mm-hmm. um, and we are seeing the same trends um, and not just within Europe, but globally. And I think that is really good for me in my work with communities that I can see that I'm on the right track because it's it's basically, you know, a one woman job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> so sure. so I'm, I'm, I'm the one responsible. We do have community managers for each of our communities because I don't have the knowledge, the data knowledge to mm-hmm. run all of those communities because they are support communities to be right. communities um but just being the only one who can provide you know uh different uh suggestions on on community engagement mm-hmm. uh, on on uh, how can you tweak uh, uh someone uh, or not someone to be mm-hmm. more uh, engaged that's where I'm alone and this is where I can see and use the state of community management research to you know both get ideas uh, and then uh, implement that Uh, and I have uh, and two um, two meetings a year with my community managers where I actually try and use uh, you know, the research and the data to say, this is what we're seeing. So mm-hmm. especially when you're in a new community that, you know, you don't get a community within six months. Right. If you do that, I would take off my hat and bow to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. I would definitely, that that would be amazing. And, and kudos to those who, who have actually succeeded. But from mm-hmm. what I can see, it takes from you have the, official implementation with all the framework in place and you have the the members 
to getting uh, an engaged community where it's not always the community managers who are proactive Mm -hmm. um, that you get that from the members that they start you know getting engaged in the the community and that takes time and this is what I also can see in the research that it doesn't happen overnight and we need to be patient yes Yes. And then I also always look at um, the metrics. This mm-hmm. is a blind blind area for me um, because I find it so difficult to um, to measure something where you cannot see numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how engaged are my 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 members in the different communities? Yes, I can see we have X number of posts right but i cannot see how engaged they are locally right. how much do they support locally so all of that that's blind data for me so mm-hmm. so it's i'm always curious about uh you know reading about metrics and hearing about the metrics because i find that so difficult it's such a difficult area <laughs> <laughs> i think that's true of, of any community metrics you know it's easy also to get into vanity metrics and and also measuring how do you measure some things you know how do you really measure engagement right you know comments yes. posts there's so many things you can think about and and they're difficult to to, to measure right uh, uh, how do you measure yeah. people's contentness or happiness so i think that is that will always be i think for uh communities um a a challenge right but you know we still do metrics and and we hope that the you know that the data that we get is is going to help us to sort of move forward and i think we get better with time as we as we figure out our communities which brings me to what else are you excited about um to read in in this year's report Again, I have to come back to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, to see if we found the golden yes. egg. Um, yes. It is always so exciting for me to see if there's anything new about Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Um, and right now, I would say it's been a changing world for the past two and a half years. Mm-hmm. The pandemic, um, everything going on, you know, we have to work in a different way. Um, we have to think in a different way. Um, what impacts our company? What impacts our uh, communities? Um, so all of this, I'm really excited to see. Also, you know, I could see the effect of culture that suddenly we do see some 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 changes in the research and and some you know sprints uh, uh, increases that that we can see in in the research so i'm really interested to, uh, interested in seeing what about the other areas you know mm-hmm. the metrics uh, right. um, and also for me working with internal communities what does it look like for the external communities? Do we actually see some of the same trends? Right. You know, uh, I assume um, that my colleagues working in sales, that of course, you know, we couldn't have had the biggest year last year in terms of sales as in ever, right. if they hadn't reached out and, you know, to our customers and to 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 sell our pumps mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know that is really i'm i'm very curious about seeing 
uh, if we are seeing the same things uh, with um, uh, in in, con in the same uh, with the externals. Uh, uh, communities yeah it would be interesting to 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 read more and i think you know as, you, as you're talking about metrics is the thing here right it's i think it's a challenge for most people i don't think anyone yeah. has really nailed it down and there's always there's always tweaking of metrics in your community as your yes. community grows too right um you're always yeah. measuring something different and then working on this and measuring that yeah absolutely so it is exciting to see um more uh, about what that 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 entails for sure. So thank you so much, Anne, for you know sharing about culture. I've learned quite a bit there, um, you know, and how important it is to understand you know different regional cultures, not just personal culture, but also you know even at work and how that affects our community work. Thanks for listening to another episode of Community Conversations with the Community Roundtable. We'll see you next time.